just because it's temporary doesn't mean it can't be beautiful. everybody. I'm Kelly Wilkness here with Anita Joyce, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks. Today is how to make a rental home feel special. And this episode topic has been requested over and over again, and we felt that it was finally time to get around to it because there are a lot of people living in rented spaces for a variety of reasons. I did a little research on the statistics on rental properties versus owned properties. And it looks like the end of 2021, almost 44 million people in the United States were renting for various reasons. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of people out there that need these tips, Anita. Well, I agree. But also, just because it's rented doesn't mean it can't be beautiful. I know there are going to be some things you can't change. But today's focus is going to be on making the space as beautiful and as perfect for you as possible. Absolutely. And people will be renting in all different uh, stages and chapters of their lives. You could be a student and maybe you're in some student housing. Maybe you're just starting out. Maybe you're trying out a new city or a new state. You want to see if you like it before you buy something. Maybe the economics just don't work for you to purchase something right now. Maybe you're in the military or your spouse or partner are in the military. Maybe you're between ownership. Maybe you're building something and you have sold something. Or maybe you're relocated for just a short time. Maybe you're traveling to a new state for work or abroad even for a limited period of time. So you're not going to purchase something. So there are so many different stages in a person's life where they may end up being a renter. Really, there's a couple of focuses here. But one is obviously we want you to spend money on things you're going to be able to take with you. So we are going to suggest a few quick changes that you can make to your space, but these are going to be inexpensive, reversible things. Uh, You know, if it's going to cost too much money, then there's really no point in doing it just for your landlord to enjoy later. (laughs) Yeah, or the next renter. And before we get into the specific tips, I wanted to just say something about a general concept of think about this rental property for whatever reason you're in it and for however long you think you might be in it. Don't think about it as a perch. Think about it as your home. And I think if you do that, and then you couple it with these really practical tips and ideas we're going to give you today, you're going to be able to make it really special. You're going to create that sanctuary that we all need when we come home and shut the door behind us so we can relax. So unpack the boxes. Uh, Don't just do nothing. Don't just exist in the space. Make it your own to the degree that you can. Because you know what? The everyday matters. Every day that you spend there is going to impact how you feel about yourself, your life, how then you can go out into the world and be the best person you can be. If you're not happy where you're living, I know that really brings me down. So if you can make these changes that we're going to suggest today and these upgrades, I think that you're going to be able to really live your best life in this perhaps temporary rental home. Part of it, this is the way you look at your place. It's a mindset. If you just think of it as so temporary that you don't even unpack your boxes, I just don't think you're going to be able to enjoy it day to day. You really need to feel like you're settled in uh, and that this is the place you're going to be for a while because you know you you don't know how long you're going to be there and why not enjoy it while you're there. 
One of the things that I would think as sort of overarching is try to minimize the amount that you would spend in labor costs. So try not to to decide to do things that you're going to have to hire out for because that money you're never really going to get back unless you're there over you know a course of years. So try to have it more of DIY type of things or even better items that you can enjoy in the rental and then you can bring to your next home, whether that's a new rental or that you've actually purchased something. All right. You ready to get started with tips? Let's do it. Well, I thought I would start in the bedroom for some reason. I don't know. I just love a pretty bedroom. And so you may not be able to change the wall color. You may not be able to change the flooring or the window, what's on the windows. Maybe, maybe not. But one way to look at the bedroom then is to put the focus on the bed and which it should be the focus anyway. But, you know, whereas often I go with very neutral things on the bed, uh, if you're in a rental and you have a color on the wall that you don't like and you have flooring you don't like, then you really want to make the focus on the bed. So this might be a case where you make sure that there's a very vibrant color there, maybe some vibrant patterns to really get the focus on your beautiful bed. And so there's some other things that you can do, like maybe using an oversized upholstered headboard to get the focus up there, maybe a large tapestry behind the bed. Uh, a flat woven rug back there, or even a beautiful Suzanne embroidered bed cover. You can put that on the bed or hang it behind the bed. Anything, again, to get that focus on your bed and not on the less desirable things in the room. That's a great idea because I would tend to go really neutral or as I really like to do on my bed, white. But I think that bringing some color in in that way would be a great distraction, especially if there's some other things like a shag rug or something you don't like in that room. And I had this thought about the bedding, right? So maybe this is a place where you really indulge to the extent that you can, because having beautiful bedding is just so important. It's going to make you feel so comfortable. And if your favorite bedding is something you've got in a box, well, unpack it or treat yourself to something new that would really, really make you feel special and that you're luxuriating in it. And if you're in a rental where maybe the bedroom is smaller than you would want, want if and when you are able to buy something. Maybe you can up your bedding a little bit so then it's bigger and it would then be able to be used in the next place you go. So say you're in a rental and you can only fit a queen size bed, but you know down the line you're going to want a king size bed. Well, maybe get two king size flats instead of a queen size fitted and a queen size flat and then just wrap the king size flat as it would be, uh, you know, if it was a queen size fitted, tuck it in all around. That's a way that you can carry forward. And we're going to give you a lot of tips today about doing things in your rental that you can then carry forward to your next chapter. I like that idea, but I'm assuming you'll keep the queen later and move that into a guest room if you're going to bump up to a king. But even in a queen, I think a king size sheet is so much for at least for the top sheet, is so much better anyway because it, the sheets and the blankets are never big enough. So I actually use king-size blankets for sure. I think that's a great idea. You taught me that a couple of years ago, and I've been doing that too. It's really smart, especially if you have somebody who likes to roll and tuck, which I The burrito? Have. The burrito Yeah, move. burrito man next to me. Yes. I was like, what? Where is all of this? How can I have nothing? 
<laughs> so that's a great idea. And then how about something that was talked about in our last episode? We talked about room dividers. And in that particular episode, we talked about bookcases as room dividers. Room dividers are a great way to break up a rental space. Obviously, it's very temporary. If it's something like a room divider, you can fold it up and put it in your car and drive away with it. And there's actually a site, and I have purchased from them, for something that's up here in the podcast studio. I bought a room divider from, guess where? roomdividers.com. Seriously, (laughs) they exist and that's all they sell because I have a lot of my lighting equipment that I use when I make my YouTube videos and whatnot up here with me and I didn't want to be staring at that. So room dividers are a great thing to add to a rental space. And of course, if you can do it with a bookcase, even better, the way you position it might just delineate the space enough so you feel like actually the apartment is bigger than it is. Ooh, great idea. So let's talk about some other places where you can add some color and pattern to your house that's not permanent. And so what about a beautiful tablecloth on your kitchen table? Now, you might not normally be into a tablecloth, but this is a great way to add a pattern that you love to the room. And uh, if you can't find any tablecloths that you like, I love going to the fabric store, finding some beautiful fabric I like in a remnant and just cutting it to size. I trim it on my sewing machine, but you can get your iron out and just iron on that hem tape and you're good to go. Or or just cut it. Or just cut it and let oh, it, with let the it drape. Shears. Well, yeah, you yeah. can do that too. Yeah, sure. yeah. But that's such a great point because it would be fairly inexpensive depending on the type of fabric you pick, of course. But then maybe even you have that fabric. Now, of course, if it's over a table and you're eating on it, there might be some spillage now and again. But maybe later on, you can make some toss pillows out of that wonderful fabric that you love when you move on to the next place. So I think that is really practical. I have a beautiful tapestry bedspread on my dining room table that's just beautiful but I'm not gonna let anybody eat on it so I actually take that off when we eat there excuse me could you just pick up your plate for a second (laughs) excuse me that's the wrong tablecloth so just because you have something beautiful on there I mean you can just take it off and use placemats or whatever when you're eating, this can just be for display during the day, whatever. Let me jump back to uh, something that I'm rifting off that room divider idea. You can also rearrange all the furniture in the space. Now, when I say that, I'm anticipating that you're moving into a place that already is furnished. So maybe this is a situation where you know, it is student housing or it, and just because you're a student doesn't mean you shouldn't live beautifully. Or maybe it's a situation where you're renting an Airbnb for long term because you're checking out a new city or you're in a new place to work for X period of time. So you might be moving into a place that already has furniture in it. So that could be the situation where it's a queen size bed, not a size or there's just furnishings and they have it where everything's pushed up against the walls, which you know we can't stand and all the furniture is being held hostage because it's up against the wall. Make it your own. Just because it's the way it was when you walked in doesn't mean it has to be the way it is when you live there. Absolutely. You can usually rearrange the furniture as long as you just put it back before you leave. Now we have a vacation rental that we rent out and every now and then I find furniture 
That's not where I left it. Actually, it happens often. So I don't know who's moving things, but well, anyway. I'm sure wherever they're putting it is not as good as where you had it. Anita, well, of course, because you're an expert. <laughs> but anyway, it does happen though. So yeah, but that it's just a nice thing to put it put it back. Well, I love that because now you're bringing in the perspective of the the owner and the landlord. So that's a great thing to keep in mind too. And I have a bunch of tips about being respectful to the landlord and getting everything straight so everybody knows what everybody. Doing. So another thing that you can do to put the focus on your things and not on maybe unattractive walls or floors is to get some very large, beautiful patterned rugs. And I just love decorating with beautiful, large patterned rugs that are flat woven anyway. So I think it's just always worth spending money on those. And then you just put them down, you roll them up when you move and you just use them in the new house. So it might be carpeted and you might really hate the carpet. So guess what? You just put that rug right on top of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes you can't, but if, but you know, the shorter the pile of the rug, the more likely it'll look fine to have a rug on it. But if it's not working, you can even have a, go to a rug store or a carpet store, I should say, and have a rug cut to the size of the room and just have them put the edging on and then you can use that. Another thing that can be really bad in rentals is lighting. Need I say, you know, there might be two or more of them somewhere in that apartment. Boob lights. Maybe you can change those out, but that's something you really have to discuss with the landlord because that's really changing something that's sort of integral to the space. And if you don't want to spend the money and you could say, it's overhead, it's a flush mount, I don't really care, I'm not going to look up, invest in some great task lighting or table lamps. Now, you might say, oh, I don't know what kind of lamps I'm going to want when I go to my next home. If you get something in a really simple shape or the gourd lamp that's never going to go out of style, then you're going to be good to go. You're going to find a place to use that lamp someplace else. And as we talk about all the time, you can always change the shade later on if you want a different style shade or you want a different color shade. But adding layered lighting is going to completely transform your rental. Imagine walking into that a rental that was just sprayed that rental apartment white that is so glaring <laughs> and you flip on the light where there's no dimmer and all that goes on is either a fluorescent or a couple of little boob lights up at the top. Wow, that's not going to feel too inviting. But now you start plugging in task lights and you maybe add a little lamp in the kitchen and you add some table lamps in the living area and on either side of your bed or one side of your bed. Wow, what a difference. That might be that and the bedding would be the two things that I would do right off the bat. Another thing is to put up some large statement artwork. I mean, I love large artwork anyway. I just think it transforms a space. But especially when you can't change the wall color, it's really important to have some stuff that kind of covers as much of the wall as possible. So I do love large artwork. Well, the other thing you can use is the removable wallpaper. Most of that does come off pretty easily. But, you know, talk to your landlord, even about the painting. Sometimes they'll say you can change the paint, just change it back when you leave. Uh, When we had a house that we were renting out uh, for long-term rentals a long time ago, uh, we had a a renter that wanted to paint it and we were fine with the color. And so she said, well, would you mind paying for the paint and I'll do the work? And we said, that's great. We'll, we'll pay for the paint. So we did that. 
So, you know, you never know what your your landlord might be open to. And Anita mentioned rugs, and I wanted to say something on that. If you're renting a smaller space, you know, because we're always saying to you, you go big with the rug, you know, no bath mats, things like that. But if really all the room or the area can handle is a four by six or a five by seven or something like that, that's okay. Invest in that for that space. And if you wanted to get something that was maybe a little bit more expensive, and you wanted to take it with you someplace, then that can be your layering rug. Then later on, you can do what we all love is put a sizal or something more neutral underneath it, and then layer that rug that you got for your rental apartment right on top of it. So you're not going to have to roll it up and give it away or toss it out when you leave. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. DTT is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. We all know life can be so overwhelming. And many of us don't even stop to take the time to realize we're totally burnt out. The endless to-do list, the people to care for, the needs to fill. So many of our roles in life can lead us to feeling burnt out, and BetterHelp Online Therapy wants to remind you to prioritize yourself. Talking with someone can help you figure out what's causing all the stress in your life, and it will give you an opportunity to recharge, regain the spark in your life, and learn to avoid the burnout in the future. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. And you don't have to be on camera if you don't want to. It's so much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. Decorating Tips and Tricks listeners will receive 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash DTT. That's BetterHelp, B-E-T-T-E-R. H-E-L-P dot com slash D-T-T. There's always something new on Acorn TV. Acorn TV is the largest commercial-free British streaming service that features compelling stories, exclusive premieres, and originals you absolutely will not find anywhere else. And you'll get all of Acorn's offerings for a fraction of what it costs with other streaming services at just $5.99 per month. There are so many amazing shows to watch on Acorn, from comedies to mysteries and dramas, and even stories based on true life. I'm watching Conviction, The Case of Stephen Lawrence, and it is based on a very sad, unfortunate true story of 18-year-old Stephen Lawrence who was murdered in an unprovoked racial attack. Thirteen years later, Detective Chief Inspector Clive Driscoll reopens the case and you, well, you just have to watch it. You're going to absolutely love it. From Britain and beyond, go to Acorn TV. Try Acorn TV for free for 30 days by going to acorn.tv and using our promotion code DTT in lowercase. That's acorn, A-C-O-R-N dot TV using the promotion code DTT in lowercase. If delicious, easy to prepare meals delivered right to your door sound good to you, You've got to take us up on our Green Chef promotion. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well. Green Chef makes eating well so easy with plans to fit every lifestyle with your keto, paleo, vegetarian, vegan, gluten-free, or just looking to eat more balanced meals. And with fresh produce, premium proteins, and organic ingredients, you can trust that you're getting the best you can from every Green Chef meal. 
All the ingredients are pre-proportioned, so you can spend less time stressing and more time enjoying delicious home-cooked meals. Green Chef offers 24 always-changing recipes to choose from every week, so you'll also never get bored. Delicious dinners delivered to your door. Sound good to you? Go to greenchef.com slash DTT130 and use the code DTT130 to receive $130 off plus free shipping. Yep, that's $130 off by going to greenchef.com slash DTT130 and use the code DTT130. Bon appetit. Let's go into the bathroom for a second because... bathrooms can be pretty bad. I mean, I think bathrooms can sometimes be worse than the kitchen in an older rental. Um, So here's an idea. Has anyone seen those sort of teak, wood, almost like tiles, or if they're bigger, they could be referred to as a mat. I think Ikea sells them. A few different places will sell them. And you could almost conjure in your mind that it would be the bottom or the base of an outdoor shower or something like that. You might be able to put that right over the shower tile because I am not a big fan of the plastic mat, you know, with the the suction cups that you have to take off, right? I mean, there's just something kind of yucky about that. And you, if you happen to get in, your feet are dirty. That sometimes you could just never get the dirt out of the, the you know, the grain in those things. So I'm not a giant fan of those for lots of reasons. And that's so obviously covering something even less attractive. So maybe what you do is get these um, teak tiles and then put that right on top of it. Now, of course, you know, your tub, if it's a tub, might be a little more challenging because it's sort of scooped on the sides. But if it's a shower and it's a flat shower pan, you should be able to put that right on top of it. And of course, it's slatted so the water will go right through. Great idea. And so while we're in the bathroom, or these are really some ideas more for the kitchen, but you could use these in the bathroom as well. So one idea is changing out those cabinet knobs. Uh, So Mm. really, the thing to do there is you just keep the old ones. And when you leave, you're going to put them back and you're going to take those pretty nice new ones with you to your new place. There's some other things I found when I was looking online that I was really pretty impressed by. And one is that you can use a contact paper that will give you a faux marble countertop. You can use the black to make it like a soapstone look, or you can do the white marble and You know, if you had to, I think this would be a wonderful solution if you had some really horrible countertop that you just could not handle. Agreed. I would do a little test just to make sure whatever you're putting it on top of, because, you know, you just never know what might be there. If it's tile with old grout and you start pulling up the adhesive, maybe it's pulling the grout up. So do a little test. But I do think it's an excellent idea. And I have seen those products as well. Another way to get around the kitchen counter is... Get big cutting boards. We love those. I'm sure you've all seen the pictures of Anita's kitchen where she's got hers layered up on the top. That's what you could do in the next stop in your life if you're buying these bigger pieces or big stone. It would be a cutting board or even a cheese board, something like that. Yes, you can also use these tiles that are faux tiles that you can put on your backsplash too. Uh, But just be careful with those. Some of those I've heard, it's hard to remove the adhesive because it's kind of meant to be permanent. So be very careful with that. And then, like we were talking about with the contact paper on the countertop, I'm going to include a video of a woman who has used the contact paper. And she recommends a brand that she says she has not had problems with. 
But again, I think you're very smart to do a test area like you mentioned, Kelly. Another thing I found, which was, I was pretty surprised by this, stainless steel contact paper that you can put on your appliances to make them look like they're stainless steel. Wow. I know. I thought that was just amazing. So, I mean, there's a lot you can do to spruce up your kitchen in a very temporary way. And like you said, you can just kind of disguise the countertop with kind of things on it and covering the backsplash, or you can try to actually cover it temporarily. And let's just get real basic for a minute. A really, really good deep clean might completely transform those counters, those cabinets, and particularly the inside of them. You know, sometimes you move into a rental and it looks like they just came, somebody came in, maybe somebody blindfolded with a duster, you know, it's like somebody like, what, did they really clean this? So it might be to your benefit, either to discuss it beforehand with the landlord or just hire someone on your own or just get in there with some buckets and rags and get the job done. Window treatments, we haven't talked about those. Bamboo shades are really inexpensive. Now, you don't have to go to a high-end purveyor like the Shade Store or Smith & Noble or other places like that. You can buy bamboo shades, sometimes even really nice hardware stores. They would cut them to size for you. So check around. Just don't discount that as being too expensive. But another great place to incorporate our friend the drop cloth for some draperies. Mm -hmm. So easy. You can either have it done at your dry cleaner, or if you know somebody who sews, or if you sew yourself, just make a rod pocket, and there you go. You can even put those clips on the top. You don't even need to do a rod pocket if you don't want to. Right. And sheets can be employed. I did that one of our houses. I thought I was so chic. I actually just came across some photos of this uh, bedroom that I had done in one of our rental apartments when Peter and I first got married. And I used the sheets that matched the sheets on our bed. And I just thought I was just like, <laughs> when is Architectural Digest going to show up here? Because this is pretty amazing. That's yeah, funny. but so inexpensive. Well, some other things you can do are to, again, if you have a boring wall, And if it's a rental, it might be small. You might be short on storage space. So what about putting several tall bookcases? We've talked about the Billy bookcases at Ikea, and they have some tall ones in different colors that have the glass doors. So I think a wall of those, maybe three of those on a wall, would just be so pretty and give you plenty of storage for books or something else. Yeah, and we've seen the Billy in a lot of high-end places. So just don't think, you know, the Billy's only for rental spaces. Billy can come with you to the next spot. In fact, my boxes are still looking at me, but I am going oh, to put you them haven't together this them weekend. Together <laughs> yeah. Uh, talking about fabric, how about if you have an ugly wall or you really don't like the wall color? Maybe go side to side, put a rod all the way across. That could be beautiful behind a bed. It could function as a a headboard as well. Or you could just use it to sort of soften a space and and change the feel of the room tremendously, kind of like along the same lines that Nita was saying about getting some great fabric and cutting it and putting it on your table. Well, this would be a way to sort of transform the entire space. You're adding height, your eye will come up, you'll have a pattern or a color that you love, and it'll just add some really interesting interesting texture to what might be just a square white room. And back to the bathroom, what about a beautiful, colorful shower curtain 
because most rentals are going to have uh, the need for a shower curtain. So here's a place that you can really add your own mark to the room and easily take that home with you when you move out. Even if you have one of those tub enclosures that has the glass door on the track, everybody's seen those, right? Lots of times they're kind of pitted after a while or it kind of has that frosted textured glass. It's just not that attractive. You could put a shower curtain over that. Oh, great idea to disguise it. Mm -hmm. To disguise it. So then, you know, when you're taking the shower, you don't have to pull the shower curtain all the way across, but you could if you wanted to be in really enclosed, but you could just use the door to, you know, guard against the water and then leave that half open all the time. And then you're just seeing the shower curtain. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. We talked about art before, and I wanted to mention how well our brand partner, Sugru, works for hanging things up. People talk about the command hooks or tape, that double-sided little little squares. I think that's made by command and whatnot. But I have found that those sometimes are hard to peel off, and it doesn't completely come off the wall. I've used the Sugru recently, and because I'm testing out to see if I want to have something framed for a certain spot in the living room it works beautifully and it comes i've moved it around a bunch of times it just sticks right to the wall so no ad for sugru today i just wanted to (laughs) let you know that it is an amazing product it does so many cool things so definitely that would be something that if you wanted to hang something lightweight or certainly posters or something like that in a rental um apartment oh my gosh it would work beautifully Right. And if your artwork is too heavy to hang on the wall with some temporary hooks like that, try switching out the glass for plexiglass. And that's going to lighten the artwork quite a bit. Oh, so smart. Okay, let's go back in the bathroom for a second. Change the toilet seat. I really think it's a good idea on so many levels. What do you mean? Put in one of those blue ones? (laughs) Especially if it lights up or if it's squishy. Even if it's just a white one or plastic one, Bemis makes really nice toilet seats. They're wooden. They're not expensive. You get them at most hardware stores. And they just have nice, chunky hardware. They just look so much better. And, you know, it's just nice to have a new seat in that particular chair, if you will. (laughs) If it's an older rental in particular. So think about that. Well, I did replace all the ones in our house, and now it's so nice. You just tap it, and it's the soft close. Oh, you really are deluxe. You don't hear the kids, you know, just bang, bang in the middle of the night. You're thinking, oh. Okay, such an easy one. Even if you're going to be in this rental space for a week or two weeks, or however long it is going to be, Get yourself some plants, bring some organic materials inside. Hopefully you have enough windows that that you can keep some plants alive. But even just a little bouquet of flowers, it is going to completely transform the space. I even do this when I go to hotels. You can't really bring candles anymore when you fly. I always like to bring a travel candle with me, but they will just completely rummage through your bag and test your candle. They just really want to make people as miserable as possible. (laughs) 
So I stopped doing that after the first time I did it, I was traveling to meet my uh, mom for my aunt's birthday. And I brought her the most beautiful candle and it was all wrapped. They unwrapped the whole entire thing. They were, you know, you know, you want your candle doesn't, you don't want it to look like it was gently used before you give it to someone. They were swiping the top of it. I was like, ah, so I stopped doing that. No gifting of candles, no travel candles. But when I get to someplace, if I can, I'm not going to, you know, make a special trip for it. But if I come across a little market that has flowers, or we were recently visiting Oregon and the flower, or the, excuse me, the farmer's market was going on. So I bought myself uh, a bunch of daisies for five bucks and I put it in the ice bucket. And even though we had a beautiful hotel room and it was lovely, the flowers just made it feel like home. So that is going to do it for you in your rental. You know, if you can only take a couple of these tips, mine would be lighting, bedding, and get yourself either a nice house plant or a, a pretty vase that you could tuck flowers into, you know, on a weekly basis. And I think that in and of itself, if you walk in, the lighting's good, you've got nice sheets to crawl between, and you can see your flowers or your plant, that is going to make it so much more enjoyable to come home and be home in that space. And I think having a rental home is a wonderful experience. You get to try new things out and you get to you know figure out how to live in a new place sometime. So it's a really wonderful experience. So I think that you can make the best of it with so many of our tips. Now, for a couple minutes, I'm going to put my lawyer hat back on. I want you to read your lease and I want you to know what you can change what you can do according to what you have already signed or are preparing to sign, right? So don't disregard that. That's very important. And then even if there's a few things in there that they say you you shouldn't change or you can't change, you can always go back and have a conversation with your landlord and you can make an amendment, a written agreement. If you want to do something that's going to remain with the apartment, then they might be willing to chip in at least part of that. But get it all acknowledged and make it super clear. And then, I need to mention this, but I think it's worth underlying again. Keep a box with anything you changed or removed in it. So it's if it's knobs, if it's blinds that you took down doorknobs, which, you know, we didn't even mention. I don't think I'd go to the extent of changing doorknobs, but these are all things that you could change rather inexpensively, but just keep a bin or a box, have it marked, you know, maybe individual Ziplocs or something with all the little screws or washers or whatever goes with each thing. So it's easy at the end of your lease just to put everything back the way it was. Yes. And to go back to what you had said earlier about the essentials of what you would change, I would say the essential that I would add to that would be the rugs and the textiles, really. Mm -hmm. Add some pillows and throws. And this is where you're going to be able to add a lot of color and pattern. And of course, you're going to be able to move that with you. So I think that's a great way to customize your space and really add something that's warm and welcoming and something that's beautiful for you. Excellent tips. Anita, what are you defining for us today? I thought it'd be interesting to talk about the difference between a love seat and a settee. On the edge of my seat. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) Okay. Because I use the terms interchangeably a lot of the time. So uh, there's three definitions for a settee, a long wooden bench with a back or a small or medium sized sofa or a seat or bench of a particular form. A love seat also has three definitions, a small sofa or double chair that seats two people, 
Secondly, a small sofa for two people. Three, uh, the third one, a small sofa that seats two people. So that sounds like, well, gee, those last two are really the same. I don't know why they had them listed like two different definitions. <laughs> now that I'm reading them, I'm like, Maybe it's two different people. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the same thing. But anyway, so, I mean, you get the definition. So it's re- they're both very similar. I mean, they're both small places to sit. But the specific thing about a love seat is it is just for two people. I mean, I'm sure you're getting that. It's just for two people. But a set teeth, the way we use the term now, it tends to be a small sofa and not a medium-sized sofa. And this term is from 200 years ago. So I think settee has become, uh, has has evolved to mean something very specific. It's evolved to mean something kind of like a French settee, maybe a Louis Sixteenth settee that's small and has exposed wooden carved legs and a carved back. I mean, that's what I think of when I think of settee, whereas I think of love seat. I'm thinking of something that's fully upholstered and probably has a kick pleat. And I think of the settee as having more of a, a straight up and down back, whereas the love seat might be, yeah, like as you're saying, like a more comfortable in a sense, fully upholstered. I, to be honest, I think you really can use them interchangeably as long as it's for just two people. My crush is so pretty, or I should say they are so pretty. Peony melamine dinner plate so that really nice plastic that you could use outdoors but you could probably get away with them using indoors too more casual setting from john darian love his work his shop in new york is beautiful he has some beautiful books and he's got this sort of whimsy to him there is and it's just like a little edge to him i think it's really marvelous so beautiful, but with like a little mm, to it but the peonies are pretty straightforward in the fact that they are just absolutely beautiful and lush and pink and multi-petaled. And you would never guess that they're actually plastic plates. And they run from 14 to 16 to $24 each for the large charger. So the link will be in the show notes. I think you'll all really love those. Oh, I think I just pulled them up. Oh, those are beautiful. Wow. I might have to uh, break my no plastic plate rule and get these. <laughs> These are really pretty. Okay, so my crush is the Four Patriots Patriot Power Cell. I like having something in case of um, emergency. We do get hurricanes and storms here. Our power does go out uh, more than I would like it to. So it's nice to have something that's going to be able to charge your phone. Now, you know, you have to have your phone. So this is a nice solar power bank, and it's going to... You're going to be able to use it to charge two phones and just put it out in the sun. And um, it's also a flashlight. So I ordered it and it's on its way. And I'll include a link so that you can get your own. Okay, I'm definitely getting that. I have been listening to The Big One. It's a podcast about the inevitable gigantic earthquake that's coming to Los Angeles. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I have yet to really put together a well-equipped earthquake Mm. emergency kit. Mm -hmm. And that is obviously something I would need to have. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah. 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 Well, we're we're in Hurricane Alley here. So we've got the, um, I already have all the, you know, the, the emergency flashlight, the emergency um, radio, all that stuff. So yeah, you need, you're going to need all that stuff too. So thanks so much for hanging out with us. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home until next time. (music) 